Do you have a great idea, but don't know where to start in creating it? Have you started an idea, but don't know what direction you need to take it in? Karma Comics and our team of creatives can help you take your creation from a simple idea to a masterpiece. Visit www.karmacomics.org and schedule an idea consultation. Let us foster your idea, empower your creativity, and manifest your legacy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Full Stop. This is yours truly. Um, a little bit on a high right now. Um, I know this probably isn't the time for excitement or adulation or, you know, uh, feeling good about oneself about 2021. But I, I received a really important phone call. And uh, that phone call was someone who is very important to me saying that they do, in fact, enjoy full stop. So that's pretty cool. Uh, In fact, this individual decided that they may want to partake in the show. So that's a a huge deal. This person is incredibly, incredibly uh, just, uh, he's just a brain on bread. Um, We'll refer to him as Chef. Uh, Chef is a really important person to me. He pretty much um, shaped my uh, my youth and made sure I uh, stay out of trouble. So uh, he failed. Um, moving on, uh, let's get to the news. Um, tomorrow will be the inauguration of our 46th president of the United States, uh, Joseph R. Biden. That R stands for Robinette. Um, <laughs> first off, what the fuck is a Robinette? It sounds like a small Robin. Is his mother's name Robin? Is he little Robin? Um, Robinette. It sounds like a candy. <laughs> and not to be confused with like a Rolo, but like a Robinette sounds like a candy that kind of makes you drool a little. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you ate a Robinette, like, you don't want to share your Robinettes. Like, actually, everybody shares their Robinettes. Like, it's the it's the candy your grandparents give you that you don't like. It's like, you know, there's like a bowl of candy, a little strawberry wrap candy, and then you got your butterscotch, and then you got your Robinettes. <laughs> the kids, the kids hate the Robinettes. Uh, yeah, but Joseph R. Biden will be the 46th president of the United States. I, for one, uh, full disclosure very excited about this um i uh on a personal level um as the kids would say fucks with joe biden um on multiple levels um and and i'm gonna have a whole show about why okay so if you're angry right now i want you to hold on to that anger hold on to it put it in your pocket and when i have the cast about why i love joe biden um Hopefully, uh, you can just keep it in your pocket. Or if you don't, you can take it out of your pocket and storm the Capitol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not inciting violence. I'm just I'm speaking rhetorically. Um, obviously, I'm speaking rhetorically. Um, so, the crazy part about what happened January 6th is now... 
white people have to look at white people with a side eye now, you know? And this is, it's, um, it's scary because there's so many, there's so many, and you don't know what affiliations your neighbors have. You don't know the political affiliation of the server who's at your table, who sees that you have like a Biden 2020 hat on and the server goes back and takes a little bit too long with your food and it kind of worries you a little bit. Or if you are driving down the street and somebody cuts you off and you like honk the horn and they're a little bit too upset about it, you have to wonder like, is this guy, uh, did he storm the Capitol? Like, is this, this guy's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, that's a little, that's a little excessive, <laughs> you know? Which one can say in general about what happened on January 6th? It's a little excessive, okay? If you're angry at your government, if you're angry at the results of an election, you should take the Stacey Abrams route and you should try to rally more Republicans. You should go door to door. You can't just assume that all Republicans are going to show up to the polls. Though, you know, statistically, they do show up more than Democrats in certain events. But when you have you know certain extraneous events like you have the worst president in American history um, going up for his second term you have to go out and turn up you know voters you gotta turn them out you can't um, you can't just assume now you know what they were saying on election night is that you know Republicans turned out a lot of uh, first time voters too you know and they were looking to show up the day of the election to kind of overwhelm those those mail-in ballots. But let me just tell you this. If you grew up in Jim Crow, um, Alabama, and you have threats of, you know, violence at the polls, and maybe if, if you've never even voted before because you never really cared, there was a lot more at stake. So you can imagine there was a... a a washing comfort for someone who was born or raised through Jim Crow, um, Alabama, um, being able to just vote from home. (laughs) I ain't going out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can imagine how many people in the South were like, I'm not going outside. Like, you know, fuck that. When white people are mad, they, uh, they tend to, you know, annihilate things. Um, (laughs) They wipe things out when they're angry. Um, And they call it a revolution. You know what I'm saying? They call it a, you know, they call their groups militias and they fight on the side of God and patriot. You can't beat somebody with that. (laughs) They think they're fighting for God, Um, i.e. someone they call God, right? I have a philosophy too. What bothers me about all this is I keep seeing the American flag like sprinkled throughout this movement. But then I see more Trump flags without Pence's name on it. And then I also see like Confederate flags. I see Nazi flags. I see swastika flags. I see fascism flags or whatever. And the philosophy I have on that is white people have never since 1860, 1860, we'll call it 1860 or 1861. They have been very, very comfortable with waving a flag that is not the American flag. And even after We've enabled them to wave all kinds of flags and it not be something that we talk about. (laughs) 
<laughs> we talk about why they wave every other flag but the American flag. Uh, and they do wave the American flag. In fact, I saw one of the rioters beating a cop with the American flag. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Blue Lives Matter flags are one of the other flags. We also, also I saw uh, an American flag that looked like a Blue Lives Matter flag, but there was a red line. I'm not sure what the red line meant. Was it the Republicans? <laughs> Republican Lives Matter? I don't know what that was. Anyway, so um, they, they've just grown accustomed to waving all flags other than the American flag. And in a lot of ways, desecrating the American flag. I've seen more people draped in the American flag than actually holding the American flag up. And once, you know, every single time there's a political... Um, uh, there's like an election nearby. They put the name of the person they're voting for on a flag, which is so weird. Now, uh, the left do it too, but they don't use it to storm the Capitol. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a, it's a thing that happened. That's nuts. Um, so right now, um, the military, the, the National Guard is now doing investigations of potential inside attacks that could happen on the inauguration and this goes to my original point of having to side eye white people looking on both sides as to is this guy a trump supporter because he is very gung-ho about wednesday you know what i mean like he's very excited about something happening on wednesday like it's a very scary thought that the people who are sent there to kind of protect dc are the ones who are being vetted for potentially being insiders uh, on the attack. Now, this is a QAnon conspiracy, and if anything that QAnon says, uh, I mean, you can't really take anything QAnon says as, like, fact, because they believe in Pizzagate and all that jazz, but, um, you know, you have to check into all those things. So, uh, on the last show, I was talking about how they were just, just an incredible number of... Uh, army um, folks there. There's about 27,000 and they're expecting another 2,700 to show up tomorrow. So it'll be well over 30,000 armed um, guards there for the inauguration, which is what I understand about three times more than um, than a normal inauguration. But you have to look at 30,000 and look at that statistically more than half of them, maybe a little less than half of them, would either be Trump supporters or um, Capitol rioters, sympathizers, or people who may, you know, be part of the problem and are there to be a part of the solution. So that's, that's a really scary thought. Um, my idea is just to have the formalities inside. I think it's a lot more controllable. I think if it were inside, you have the guards outside, all you would need on the inside would be the Secret Service. The Secret Service is, um, in a large part, picked by the president. He picks who he wants to protect him. Um, and I think that that would be a lot safer if he just had people he knew or he knows surrounding him and the guards are just outside, you know? Um staving off any potential attacks I, I don't think that he should be put outside and that's just a really scary thought that uh that joe's going to be put in a situation where he can't completely enjoy uh his victory you know and that's what terrorists do 
uh, terrorists by definition are, are one who instills and causes fear. Um, and that, that just the anxiety and the fear that everyone's feeling and what they felt over the course of the last few weeks, um, I think a week or two since it's happened, um, it, it's not it's not cool. It's not fair. It's not American. It's, it's just really just destructive behavior from um, a bunch of losers. And losers, I don't know their personal lives because a lot of them have been lawyers and doctors and therapists and <laughs> your dentist. <laughs> your dentist wants to overthrow the government um which makes sense i mean dentists have been they've been ready to take over the world since i don't know since teeth um but yeah it's it's everyone that you know your local bag boy is also a trained militia member and you know the guy who changes your oil um is secretly you know, planning to kidnap Nancy Pelosi and, you know, you have the paper boy who, you know, the, the one, the paper boy is a little too old to be a paper boy. You know what I'm talking about. Um, he is also, um, he believes in Pizzagate. Um, he looked it up because it had the word pizza in it and then realized that that kind of makes sense. And then, you know, you have some people on the Hill who, you know, um, promote those ideologies and, you know, they're beckoned by this president who just and has crazy eyes. His eyes are so beady and so small and menacing, right? Like, who trusted this dude to begin with? I mean, I just, uh, this is so confusing. It's so confusing. It's confusing because, you know, um, you know, technically I'm the, I'm the news media, okay? Like it or not, full stop is the news and if you're tuning in you are receiving news okay so i'm the enemy of the people right now i am the uh you know the um what, what was that German word <laughs> i'm uh kfristenschnaften or whatever it's called or lugan press yeah that's it i'm the lugan press right now um <laughs> so uh, wait till they find out that I'm black. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, uh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, now you know. Um, wow. Wait till the the people who believe in Lugan Press find out that I'm not um a white dude from California. I'm a black guy from North Carolina. Um, wait till the North Carolinians find out. I'm not there though, so they won't be able to find me. So full stop is safe. Um, so the guy who told them to go and storm the Capitol has been impeached now. And for those of you who are not keeping count, that is a big doe or a duh. Um, that's two, that's two times impeachment to Trump zero in this, uh, impeachment trial here. Um, they have impeached Donald Trump twice, which I didn't call that. Um, Alan Rickman, uh, Rickman, who called Trump winning in 2016 and called his loss in 2020, um, called that he was going to be impeached, but he didn't say twice. So, uh, I call bullshit on Alan Rickman. Not Miss Good. Uh, <laughs> Alan Lightman, Lightman. Uh, I don't know. He's the guy who predicts all the elections. He's been right. And he's the only person I trusted. So when I was having anxiety about who was going to win the election, I just looked him up. 
and and please forgive me. I, his name is Alan Lickman. Lickman? Lickman? Um, and he's predicted every single election correctly based off of the 13 keys. And based off his 13 keys, he was able to predict that Donald Trump would win in 2016. Off, based off the 13 keys, he was able to... Well, he was able to predict that Donald Trump would win in 2016. He was also able to predict that Donald Trump would be impeached as well. And then he... Uh, I believe said that he was going to resign, but did not. Trump didn't resign. And if he did today, that'd be like, man, whatever. Um, but he also predicted that Joe Biden was going to win in 2020 based off the 13, uh, the 13 keys. And once he said that, I was calmed, people. I was There was a, a, a calmness just washed over me because you got to hear him speak. The keys are absolutely fantastic. And I would love to understand them more. But he's been impeached for a second time. The first time any American president has been impeached for two times. No, two, twice, in one term. It's not like he was impeached in one term, won an election, well, wasn't removed, won an election, and then impeached again. Because that would be a real witch hunt, honestly. If <laughs> I mean, you guys need to calm down. That would be a witch hunt. If he was impeached in his first term, won the presidency again, and then impeached a second time, Yo, y'all need to chill. That like let him let that man be. Let that man live. <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, I didn't beat him again, too. Just for just for looking like for sniffing in the microphone. Like that's gotta be in a federal offense somewhere. Um, anyway. But now that he's impeached, the question is, what do you do with impeachment with a president who did not win a second term? What do you do with uh an impeachment after the president is out of office. Now, there's a slight precedent precedent with impeachable individuals, people who have to be impeached or removed from their posts. Um, and the precedent comes from USSS Grant. Um, if you want to see a really cool article or a really cool um, story, I'll check out Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. She does a really good job of um, telling a story about Ulysses S. Grant's, um, I think it's war secretary. He was an alcoholic. Uh, he was living well beyond his means and realized that he was, um, selling secrets. Um, you know, giving, you know, posts and jobs to people who, you know, paid him money. And once, uh, he was found out, um, uh, because he, he, had, there was an audit done on his finances. He was found out to be someone who was uh, selling posts and uh, selling information, they were looking to impeach him. So in order to protect himself, he resigned, but the impeachment process still happened because there was a criminal uh, attachment to, a criminal charge attached to the impeachment proceedings. So it was almost like impeaching and charging someone with a crime. And here we go. In 2021, we have the same instance now. I think maybe selling secrets is something he was doing once he first got into office. You know, you could see how um, loose-lipped he was with classified information. Though he's the president, he can declassify anything. But, you know, if Russia is our true enemy, why the fuck would you declassify information to him in the Oval Office? That's beside the point. But he's being impeached. He's been impeached for inciting violence, um, using his words to, in essence, incite a riot. Um, which I think is irrefutable, uh, in my opinion, but you know, I'm neither a lawyer or a lawmaker 
But a lot of the lawmakers are lawyers, and a lot of the lawmakers are saying, like, proof's in the pudding. That's why we can move so fast in the House to create these articles of impeachment, because the man is on television saying, let's go to the Capitol, let's, you know, let's not be weak, I'll march you down there myself, those kind of things, like, let's go, let's take this riled up crowd with guns and go to... Um, our capital house, the state capital, the, not the state capital, the, the freaking capital capital. And I can't stress this enough. They stormed the people's house. I'm sorry. Uh, so they have those impeachment articles and they're holding on to them, which is a really smart move because Joe Biden, um, during this transition has, has proposed a lot of um, time-sensitive things and a lot of um, um, pretty magnanimous things. Like, mind you, we have a very slim majority in the Senate. Very slim majority in the House. And we have the presidency. And and when I say we, I, I keep saying we. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't want to seem like, I don't want to like come off as like, like a Democrat because I'm not I'm not a Democrat but I just like Joseph Biden so much that I feel like I'm, why am I whispering? I feel like I'm a part of the plan you know what I mean? Like I've, I feel like he's so focused right now that he like he is, he is part of me like he, he and I are like kind of one right now like we're on the same wavelength so when I say we, I'm not saying like we as Democrats. I'm saying like we as me and Joe, like Joe and I have, you know, a lot of things that we're putting on the table right now. Like, so I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. Okay. <laughs> I don't even want y'all to get confused for a second. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm really, really not. <laughs> it's, it's me and Joe. It's me, Joe and, and Kamala. Okay. Um, moving on. Okay. So. There's a lot of things that that uh, he's proposing and, and wanting to put on the table, and um, in order to get that done, he needs to um, make sure that you know all the things, all the the people are in their place, and there isn't any craziness coming from the outgoing administration that could hinder any of those things. He has a tremendous amount of executive orders. He still has to get his cabinet confirmed. Now, what the difference between this transition and other transitions is that confirmations will be happening throughout the Senate, um, through the Senate, throughout the transition, but that has not been happening. So it's like they're rushing five today. They're going to do like, you know, maybe some on you know, Thursday and they just have to try to fit in so much. So implementing articles of impeachment would be a really bad move because a trial would have to happen. And then there'd be the prosecution and the, um, the defense and, it doesn't look like Trump has any defense. So it's it's just a lot going on right now. Now, one of the other things is that um, Clyborne, the majority whip from North Carolina, he said maybe they wait until after the 100 days um, so that Joe Biden can push his, you know, really aggressive agenda. Um, they can get a lot of things done in that 100 days and then they can implement articles of impeachment when things slow down a little bit. And I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, and, and, you know, Clyburn, Clyburn is, uh, he's a pretty serious dude. Now he's the, 
representative from uh, the good old state of North Carolina. Uh, he's a majority whip. Um, a lot of people give him credit to uh, Joe Biden's resurgence into the political game. Uh, he did not look great after the Iowa caucus. He lost to Bernie Sanders and people say that it was Jim Clyburn's endorsement of him um, that really um, that really gave him momentum in his campaign. Um, and from that momentum, um, you know, Jim Clyburn was able to rally uh, black women and black women were able to rally everybody else and, and then it just became a crescendo of support and um, you know ultimately we see that it worked out really well um, the thing about uh, what happened is there's, there's still a lot of fallout um, there's still a lot of things that are coming to light and um one of the things I always say, and I say it because it's it's dark, but it also gets my point across. If you accidentally kill um, your spouse, um, or if you if you had to kill someone in self defense, the difference between it being in self defense and it being a crime uh, is what you do afterwards. <laughs> okay. It's not about the actual act, okay? By law, in law, it's not about the actual act uh, or a crime that you commit. It's the it's the movements and and the and the perceived intent after the crime is committed. So, say for instance, uh, me and and my best friend are wrestling over a gun, and the gun accidentally goes off, okay? Um, now, what happened before that caused us to start wrestling with the gun is important. I'm not giving, I'm not discrediting what happened before. Um, but when the gun goes off, and every single moment in between um, the gun going off and the discovery of the body is crucial. If the gun accidentally goes off and I immediately call the police and I administer CPR to try to make sure that he stays alive to the best of my ability and that the uh, ambulance and the and the first responders get there as soon as possible and I show remorse and I'm just completely crushed at what happened and I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, my culpability and I'm being completely open and honest and willing to speak and, you know again remorseful then it, it looks like an accident it looks like an accident it sounds like an accident it, it most likely was an accident but if the gun accidentally goes off and I'm using air quotes if the gun accidentally goes off and then you don't try to administer any type of help you don't call the police you chop up the body you wrap it up in plastic so that you know uh, none of the blood spills you clean up afterwards you take them to you know a dump site you you dig a shallow grave and you bury them and then when people come and ask you questions about where his his whereabouts and you pretend you don't know and you hadn't seen him in weeks that that makes you look guilty <laughs> it makes you look like you did something wrong my point is if you storm the capital and let me just reiterate, they stormed the capital of the United States, the people's house. They stormed it. They ran in there. They pushed cops. They killed a police officer. They beat people with American flags and they ran into the capital. Someone shat in the capital and then they started to defile and, and disrupt, disrupt and break things. Okay. Just so we clear. 
if you go in there with the intent of making your voice be heard, then A, don't take a shit in there. Okay. That's just, (laughs) that's just insurrection 101. Like if you're insurrecting something, anything, um, don't take a shit in there. Second thing is don't steal a computer from there and try to sell it to the Russians. Which is almost as equal as shitting in the Capitol. Because a young lady took Nancy Pelosi's laptop, which it was from a conference room, so you don't know if it's Nancy Pelosi's laptop, but it's near Nancy Pelosi's office, okay? Steals her laptop and tries to come up with a plan to get the laptop to Russia. Now, there's three things wrong with that. First off, that sounds like treason. Although treason can only happen during war, but if you're trying to sell a computer to the enemy, it's got to be another word for it. It's got to be uh, Benedict Arnold-ish, or whatever you call it. Or It's got to be... I mean, that is just not forgivable, in my opinion. The second thing is... Um, how much? How many ruples do you think you'll get for it? I mean, I don't know if they use ruples. I don't, how many ruples do you think you'll get rupees or ruples that you'll get for Nancy Pelosi's computer. Third, what the fuck do you think is on Nancy Pelosi's computer? She's a lawmaker. She's she's the budget. I mean, there's not going to be a, a file that says top secret file and you click on the file and it's, you know, the plan of 9/11. Like <laughs> what? I mean, what do you think you're going to find? Uh it's just absolutely insane and it goes to my point that if you were going there with the intention of just letting your voice be heard or or a righteous cause at the behest of your president he didn't say go and try to sell the computer to Russia maybe he did actually actually maybe he did tell him to sell it to Russians now that I think about it Trump's relationship to the Russians yeah damn damn uh Okay. Um, that just kind of hit me all at once. Okay. I- I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, <laughs> I appreciate y'all listening to Full Stop. Um, be sure to, you know, follow Karma Comics. I mean, that's the company. That's that's the record label that pays me. So um, follow Karma Comics. Um, we're at www.karmacomics.org. And uh, I'll see you next time on Full Stop.